everybody. Welcome back to the Late Late Capitalism show. We're all hanging out this week. Uh, we're talking about the Ukraine, of course. Don't know if anyone else has been, you know, following any sort of news whatsoever Wait, what in the past little while. I don't know, you know, <laughs> stuff. Um, a bunch of people are thirsting over the Ukrainian president now is mostly what I'm yeah. seeing. They, they but, made Elden Ring real there. That's the big news. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect synchronicity point where if you go to Kiev, uh, you will be attacked by a large dog with a head three times bigger than the rest of its body and it will kill you. That's that's the big news is that, yes, Elden Ring is real and it is happening in the Ukraine. And that's why everybody's <laughs> Elden upset. Ring is real and he is my friend. That's right. <laughs> yeah, in so classic we... show fashion, I believe we all agreed that nothing would happen in the Ukraine. Yeah. And no, uh, we I, were I right think again. I d- We're sort of like terrible track record for takes at all times. So if we ever say anything, just know that the exact opposite of what we (laughs) said will happen. But just a preface for today's show, none of us know what we're talking about ever. So we're not actually going to talk too much about the war going on in Ukraine other than it's incredibly sad. I'm going to disagree with you right Um, there. I just, I know like we, we do the show for fun. You know, we all have other jobs, but I really feel... Like, us and us alone, our voices could sort of shape this conflict. And we could definitely Mm. be real journalists and reporters. The two things that we've always strived to be, because what's a a higher calling? Yeah. Um, And And, I think... And how do we start? From at least what I've seen from, like, the actual real journalists is that all we have to do is find some shaky camera footage of something happening in Palestine like five years ago mm. and then call it Ukraine. And then we're, we're pretty much golden. Like our bacon's made there. So it's something <laughs> to consider for our show. So yeah, build, building on what Dean's saying, we are not really going to talk about the conflict. It's obviously like very upsetting and stressful what's happening in Ukraine. I can only imagine being actually Ukrainian or being a Russian person protesting against what's happening. Obviously the Russian government is acting extremely terribly but what we're going to talk about today is more of the online backlash because that is our wheelhouse yeah. and we're all where, where the real online, battles are being so. yeah yeah the the real uh, war is happening on twitter everybody mm-hmm. yeah so we're gonna look at some no responses war, but the by <laughs> by people in the west and just the general you know what what are americans and canadians thinking about what's happening because obviously that's the most gripping content so however here we go however i must start with an apology to all of our listeners. I think it was just a few weeks ago when we talked about the Azov Battalion in the episode about insane in the Ukraine, I think it was called. I probably at some point went off about how it's insane how the West and NATO thought that Putin was going to invade Ukraine and that it would never happen in a million years because of how ludicrous it would be for Putin to do that. And, uh, I just want to say that I admit my faults and I was wrong. And he is just as insane as everyone had fear mongered him to be. And, and usually, and I think a and, lot of people were wrong. Like yeah. so many people, me included, thought that this would not happen. And well, it's, we it's also, difficult when you yeah. listen to the blue check marks come out and say, like, everyone should invest in Lockheed Martin because there's going to be a huge war. And it's like, I don't know. I can't trust these people because they've literally lied every single waking moment of their life. And then it actually happens. And it's like, damn, 
I guess. Yeah, you know, it's 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 the stopped clock. But I, I would also, I'd like to just come out and personally apologize for Chance being wrong. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> no but yeah, even much. even in like my personal life, I was talking about it a few different times, and I was like, never in a million years, this could never happen. It's it's ludicrous. They're obviously just having a pissing contest between like NATO and Russia, and then all shit hits the fan. Chance, um, I sentence you to being. Uh, killed via uh, firing squad, and yes, they are dipping the bullets in lard, which the Azov Battalion uh, is very happy to do. So. Yeah, yeah. So more on those wonderful young chaps later on. So <laughs> one of the other things that I think I have to apologize for in general is I didn't imagine this happening, but I also didn't imagine people picking sides at all. I guess I'm too naive. To think that the internet would, you know, rattle around and, and, and be like, yeah, like, go these people or like. And act oh, like it's like a Pokemon battle or something. These kids taking yeah. up arms and these grandparents making Molotov cocktails is so brave of them. And yeah, uh, it's, you, it's based. Even. Yeah. And it, like, uh, it's so cool that the U.S. is putting sanctions against civilians in Russia and like all of these things. And like, we have to crack down harder. I never thought, I don't know, that, again, that's just kind of my naivety. Um, sometimes I like to think that people don't like war, and then it happens. <laughs> and then, and and I, then you, you're really quick to realize that, goddamn, a lot of people really like war. Yeah, I think it, like, excites people, and I think that's a lot of what I've been seeing online, too, to, like, to start talking about the online response is that people seem like a little bit excited that this is happening. Like at least Americans and Canadians seem to be a little bit, obviously people with Ukrainian heritage are like quite scared and, and stressed. And, but like, there's so many people that don't seem to have much stake in the conflict. I sent you guys one today, obviously, but like some people writing fan fiction about like the yeah. uh, Ukrainian president and people yeah, yeah. getting really excited. Dean showed me people making like, Ukrainian colored cocktails to like post on Reddit awesome. and things like yeah. that. It, which it is was, just yeah, like, it, it was a yellow cocktail that it, they had floated like blue curacao on top of. And then the, the kicker was, I was like, this is in such poor taste. It's like perfect Reddit content. They had a burning rag stuffed into the drink. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's are, remember, which, human Ukraine beings. is like the most 2012 Reddit country in the world. Like, their official. Social yeah, media. Like the only like one that's more pages. Reddit is Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, they're arrested in their development. These guys would elect Harley Morenstein from Epic Mealtime president <laughs> if they could. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 really strange to witness in real time. Mm -hmm. I think because of the fact that a lot of things happened seemingly so distant, even though it's not so distant, that like when you read fanfic about like World War Two. Or Vietnam, you're like, oh, these dumb kids just don't know any better. It's so far away from them that it doesn't really matter. And therefore, they're able to, like, project their fantasy on it. But now we're witnessing it in real time. And it's kind of, it's it's disturbing, to say the least. It's very strange to, like, like I don't want to say the first social media war. Because there's obviously a ton of... Yeah, there's uh, wars happening all the wars time. Wars going on, right? Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. But, like, it, it definitely feels like for the first time that I've been really involved in social media at, like, the beginning of a war, just that weird ecosystem. And I think there a lot of the time people blame the Internet 
in general for things that are just basically human nature that the internet is demonstrating for you. But I think there is something to be said of how on social media, on like Reddit, Twitter, what have you, you're unable to engage with something like, you know, armed conflict in any like actual human way uh, because everything is, has to be content, you know? Right, uh, like, right. Like it, it has to be easily digestible and something that drives clicks for you. It's people really taking everything very personally and like having their own personal stake in it, be it, you know, making a silly cocktail or the guys who like have a, a BA from, from like University of Chicago uh, teaching you how to disarm a tank, you know, from their work from home job. Like yeah, yeah, ed- editing in all the Nazi Ukrainians into the Avengers thing where it's like, yeah, Ukraine mm-hmm. President Zelensky standing there as Captain America and then like a portal opens and it's all the guys from Operation Paperclip coming out. and and dean i was saying this to you today but i feel like i i completely agree with the like content thing it's almost like you know when there's like a finale of a show and then people online like like people who run like cupcake youtube or like makeup (laughs) artists like post like they'll do like a themed thing for this like show finale or for halloween or something it's like seems to be the exact same thing where all these like content creators are then like making ukraine themed stuff which it just seems like so gross for like the fact that it's a war happening and like our response is like oh i could make money off of this if i like choosing blue and yellow things for the next like two weeks and it's like well okay normal well fellas at least it's not euphoria posting right folks hello quote unquote too young that was pretty good shut the fuck up (laughs) um yeah, it's like there and there's a huge difference between someone like being like we need to raise awareness for this issue, which is really difficult to say when the issue is literally in everyone's super in the forefront, right? Like it's literally on everyone's social media all the time. But mm-hmm. you know, trying to raise awareness and be like I, you know, am against this invasion. That I think is fine, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It, it's weird that social media plays a realm in people's like moral standing and it's it helps people express how they are feeling or or how they're frustrated about certain things but it's when it gets utilized into you know either click farming or content creation of a degree right of any degree uh where it's like I'm making this so you watch it during this time like you'll see so many like thumbnails right now that's like got dudes making YouTube face being like, I can't believe that they invaded the Ukraine. Oh God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. would, I need to be, I should have listened to Phil DeFranco's take on this. That would have really enlightened me. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> do not, do not schedule peace talks at 3 AM. This will happen. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I think that's like the, the gross side of all of this is that, you know, there's always people that, we, we talk about it all the time with grifting and it is a form of grift, right? Like it has to be. And I don't know why it doesn't get as much attention. I guess some people do, but it doesn't get dispelled as readily as someone like 
Alex Jones grifting on like I don't know mm. uh, school shootings or, or yeah because that's how the news operates if one person starts calling it that grift it's like every single news and major media corporation you know that's the game they're not going to give up the game yeah I guess you're right I guess it isn't a lot of people don't see it as a grift if it's on news events that is being mm. like reported on it's a grift yeah. when it's something that's like not being reported on and, and blown up to be a big deal. But when, don't get me wrong. It can still be a grift. It's just they'll never admit that's the case. Like these people are like salivating and coming in their khakis over the thought of not just any war, but a war affecting white people. My God. Mm-hmm. That's the big yeah, one. Before we move on to that, though, I do have some more just examples of this like sort of weird not taking it seriously kind of thing so the new york post you guys have probably seen this posted fans cast jeremy renner as Zelensky in fantasy ukraine invasion (laughs) film too soon and then a link and then uh, a woman i think she's a twitter comedian named kylie brakeman commented fans of what the war which literally like what is happening yeah so and chance i agree like they're there is obviously a need to like talk about this on social media, especially like if you're sharing links of I, the donation thing is kind of weird because I have seen a lot of links that are either just like obviously fake or literally donating to a military, which I can't say I agree yeah. with, but like yeah, give your money to like the military. obviously like yeah. sharing links for like red cross things and like things that are trying to set up shelters and stuff. Like I can see sharing that and like just sharing general news about it, but it's just that it's like, I don't know. No one is well, like treating it like it's a serious event and the people that are, and that's like obviously what we can talk about next, but it seems to be that simultaneously, Simultaneously, it's like a kind of jokey, like, oh my gosh, like crazy, like the big Putin man is like hurting us all. Like it just so jokey. And then the other half is like, wow, I cannot believe this is happening like to people that look like us. Like what the fuck? This can't yes. be real. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, this is like a weird cognitive dissonance here. I actually heard that they had also uh, fans had cast Peter North to play Zelensky in the, the porn parody of the Ukraine movie, to which Jeremy Renner said, gross, not cool. Not cool. (laughs) Classic. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Simpler times. We got to bring that Mm -hmm. back. It's it's very disheartening to see, like, all, I I don't even know how to describe it, but, like, discerning thought break down when things like this happen. Or rather, it's not discerning thought breaking down, because I think people are, people who normally do that, are still here, but they just get so easily drowned out by like insane, like look at how Ukraine is very similar to the Marvel universe or, you know, how these things are so cool. And like, you know, I posted something the other day that I thought was cool, which was that civilians were taking up railroad tracks and turning them into anti-tank barriers. Why is that cool? Right. That's cool because that's like, a self-determination thing that's not like a state violence thing those were civilians in a town that were just trying to protect their town from being fucking bulldozed by tanks right that's different from you know being excited that Zelensky is like cute and on the front lines or whatever it becomes such a weird topic for everybody like it, it has immediately turned into like a weird romanticization of war like, yeah, it, it's sort it's fucked up. Maybe it's because I follow a lot more liberals than conservatives, so it's an echo chamber thing. But like the people who, who I've seen who are like most fervently banging on the war drum 
are like Obama liberals. Mm. Uh, maybe it's because like conservatives are sort of ambivalent towards Putin because of like the Trump thing. I don't know. But like they are frothing at the mouth for just the Ukrainian uh, supremacy, but also like possibly U.S. intervention, which is fucking insane. Dean, liberals uh, love war because it gives them a chance to be tough without you know, having to give up their positions in culture war. Like, liberals have always loved war. Like, the fucking war on terror was one of the greatest things to have ever happened to them because in the moment they got to support it, and then after it fucking blew up predictably in everybody's face, they could still win the culture war without being like, oh, you know, like, I supported this war, but now it's been perverted. It's not war that's bad, it's the people running (laughs) it. This ain't the war I signed up for. Uh, want to take this opportunity to turn, you know, a, a weapon often pointed our direction outward for once, which is, folks, I think it's time to bring nuance back into the the equation, you know? I think, like, mm. when you tell me, when you talk to me about healthcare, you're like, oh, well, it's actually, it's very complicated, and there are a lot of other factors that we have to consider. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. If you're talking to me, Uh, about housing oh well you know like there's a lot of money tied up in different spots and like we just need like more incentives blah blah blah. okay it's very complicated why is it that (laughs) when it's two foreign countries that before a week ago you could not point to me on a map uh (laughs) get into a conflict suddenly there's a good guy and a bad guy and you have all of the information you need to understand it thoroughly i'm not being putin apologia or anything like that which is definitely the number one critique that is going to be thrown against anyone critiquing this war in general is that you love putin or russia or something yeah Uh, fuck him but As we were saying in our Ukraine episode and today, there are multiple established far, far right Nazi sympathizing, if not outright Nazi battalions in the Ukraine who you have deemed heroes. Maybe you could apply some of that liberal nuance that you love so much and realize that there are gray areas here and that there there is no prevailing hero to champion but you probably won't so i was i was thinking about that right and when it comes to these hot takes to uh, i've seen it play out a lot in online discussions where if you point out you know and and me megan and jesse were having a really good discussion about this the other day but you know we're also good at talking like human beings and we're not psychopaths uh in this way i guess um whereas like online if people point out you know it's it's great that people of ukraine are standing up for themselves and holding off having their land taken right but that's different from rooting for the military and ukrainian military has explicitly funded things like the azov battalion which is not a neo-nazi group they are a nazi group right And so to root them on... Yeah, they never left. <laughs> yeah. And so to root them on, their military is is kind of absurd because, you know, it's not only is it still a military, but also they've funded the Azov Battalion, who has caused domestic terrorist events in Ukraine against people who were also fighting for their own type of self-determination because they wanted to separate to be part of Russia and they would murder and kill or even just just enslave 
members of certain communities in Ukraine that were like either originally like the, essentially what is like Russia diaspora and because they were considered like terrorist groups and, and also they were terrorist groups. But but what I'm trying to say is that to root for the military is also backing up these institutions that we call out on a daily in our own institutions with our like the Canadian military and police. And just because it's abroad doesn't mean that those institutions don't still have that same effect. Um, and so to root them on is kind of disgusting. And then you get the backlash from people that are like, you do realize that that is Putin propaganda, right? And it's like, exactly. Yeah. But there, but there's a difference. The difference is that what I'm saying is true. These are things the, the, the Putin propaganda is that's the reason why Russia is invading. Because it's not. Which, yeah, I don't think. Like, and that's what I find interesting about this whole Nazi thing because I I feel like what Russia is doing is horrible and is not, yeah, like, justifiable. And then so much of, like, what Russia is saying, like, oh, we're doing this because, like, there's Nazis in the Ukrainian military. Which, like, again, I don't – that's horrible too. And I'm not saying, like, mm -hmm. we should give money to the Ukrainian military or anything. But there's also, like, documented – examples of like nazi groups in the russian military just like there are in like the canadian and u.s militaries and i'm not saying it's not worse in the ukraine like they have like an outwardly like nazi battalion like of course that is really mm -hmm. bad but i feel like so much of this whole discourse has been like who's a nazi and who's not which has become like almost like the word is not even meaning very much anymore like maxime bernier this morning called christia freeland a nazi because she's ukrainian which like Okay, but also Maxime Bernier like literally hangs out with Nazis, so I'm yeah, like, so Maxime who, Bernier, like, what is happening? Maxime yeah, Bernier know. hangs out with Nazis, and then Christian Finland's grandpa was a Nazi, so it's like, yeah, literally all these Nazis are pointing out at each other, calling each other Nazis. And I know it's everyone just like the little Spider-Man meme. I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> also, what's happening? It's like you all fucking suck. Freeland uh, posted a picture from like a Ukraine rally where she was holding the flag for like this Ukrainian yeah, Nazi battalion, and then she deleted it and re-uploaded it with the like the flag cropped out. Which was, uh, <laughs> well done, Deputy Prime Minister. One Prime Minister, yes, haha, blackface. The other Prime Minister hates black block. So really crazy. Yeah. Which one are you going to choose? So, so yeah, but the, that's the problem. As soon as you become critical of Ukrainian military, it becomes, this is Putin propaganda. And it's like, it is, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. Right. Mm. The, the thing that is the misinformation is that's why Russia is even in Ukraine. Like that's a lie. That is not why yeah, Russia when it's is like, in Ukraine. It's like a war over land and it's a, power. It's a land like war. obviously, I don't think Russia gives a fuck if there's Nazis in Ukraine. Like, no, and yeah. and also any sane person doesn't believe that. Like that's why Russia would even touch Ukraine, because mm -hmm. like they would have done that anywhere else if that was the case, right? And they don't. When has Russia ever done that? Um, in the last like you know twenty thirty years. Russia does what it does in order to gain landmass or, or in order to gain ports. It's all mm -hmm. economic. It's all political. It's not about liberating countries. Imperialism never is. That's just a lie. But that doesn't mean that you can't understand that what they're saying, I don't know, it's, it's, it's baffling to shut it down just because someone else says it. Putin said it, so therefore it can't be real. And it's like, yeah, no. I that's not I guess, the like, case. Their argument is like, okay, well, it doesn't really matter if there's like 
Nazis in the Ukrainian military because that's not what's at issue here because that also isn't why like Putin isn't invading which I like I guess there's some merit to it but you also don't want to like ignore the fact that like so much of this is like yeah like horrible like right-wing like Nazi people like fighting against each other and it's just like unfortunate that obviously so much of the brunt of this is like civilian deaths and civilian suffering obviously in Ukraine with bombings which have already killed people and like really stressful conditions and in Russia where now these sanctions have like crippled their economy immediately so mm-hmm. there's like already like middle class and poor people in Russia who are like really struggling like all like Google Pay and Apple Pay like completely shut down in Russia um so they're ha- having trouble like accessing any foreign bank accounts and things like that so I don't know. There's just like obviously yeah. a lot of bad vibes going on everywhere. But what happens is like, okay, the people where it's like, hey, guys, maybe don't like if you bring up, hey, maybe don't give money to another state's military, but specifically don't say you're fucking really cool level headed leftist while you're giving money to a military that explicitly funds a Nazi group. Right. If you say that to them and they're like, well, that's Putin misinformation. I have a sign here from Sarnia from a little truck stop called the Leaky Tank. And uh, I'll read this to you in a second. But this is who they actually think that they're arguing against. And they're not like they the people that go, that's Putin misinformation, or, or propaganda, rather than just a critique of war in general are having a straw man argument against who they believe is this person. So I'm going to read this for you really quick. Turn off mainstream. Good morning. They lie. Number one, Buffalo chicken omelet with, uh, (laughs) I don't know what that even says. (laughs) Oh, with, with toast, Buffalo chicken omelet with toast. Number two, biscuits with gravy platter. Number three, banana bread, French toast with, I don't know, syrup. FYI, Russia is not occupying Ukraine. They are denazifying it. Putin spoke out against the Great Reset and called out those who seek to oppress as the Satan worshippers that they are. Russia is taking out bio labs and human trafficking. He's fighting against the (laughs) enslavement of humanity. These are the people that they're talking to or they believe they're they're anti-Nazi, but they also believe in the Great Reset. Which is cool. Chris Redfield is taking out BOW labs in the Ukraine. But the thing is, is that the internet has made things so standoffish between everyone and so polarizing that if you say, hey, yo, Ukrainian people should be safe. Also, NATO fucking sucks. Also, Putin fucking sucks. Also, we shouldn't give money to this fucking military because they're psychotic and every military is psychotic. We should just get rid of them all. Instead, they think they're arguing with the person who's like, yeah, just so you know, Putin spoke out against the Great Reset and called everyone Satan worshippers, and that's why this is happening, and it's a good thing. And it's like, no, fuck that guy. That guy fucking sucks. I hate Putin. I hate, like, the Russian state. Mm. I hate the Ukrainian state. All of these things fucking suck. I just want the people to be okay, and civilians are getting hurt, and they're dying, so this isn't exciting. I'm not getting fucking bloodthirsty. I'm not happy, you know, and then some people even come around and have turned it into, as Jesse mentioned in the chat earlier, hardcore xenophobic sentiment against just Russians worldwide, right? The people in sports, I forget who it was, Jesse, maybe you remember, 
the gentleman uh, who said uh, Russians shouldn't play in, in the NHL or whatever? I'm not sure if it was any single person, but it's like a very common sentiment, especially amongst the boomer hockey fans, which is a large portion of the hockey watching audience, where essentially they're like, oh, well, as long as Russia is doing this, we should not allow any Russians to play in the NHL, which is yeah. insane. And I, I remember seeing a story about like a Russian restaurant. I can't remember where exactly, but it was in Canada that was like vandalized by people. And it's like, look, yeah, restaurant owners are subhumans and I hate them. <laughs> but you're not vandalizing it because they're a restaurant owner. You're vandalizing it because it's Russian. And that isn't really an appropriate way to handle this conflict because, yes, although they are horrible people, uh, restaurant owners, they are probably not involved with this invasion in the Ukraine. And you know what? If I'm wrong, uh, I will not be apologizing, but I'm wrong. But I'm going to go ahead and say that's just bog standard xenophobia. And you know what? What's old is new again. It's nice to see uh, the Russophobia back in full swing after, you know, 30 to 40 years of it taking a break. Yeah, isn't it sweet? You can't, uh, yeah. as of right now, try to go on Twitter and be critical of Christian Freeland for things that she's actually done. You will be told that you are anti-Ukrainian and pro-Russian invasion. You're a bot. Yeah, and, or a Russian yeah. bot or whatever the fuck. But I mean, so you know, go on the internet. 30 years later, baby, it's back. Let's go. Go on Twitter and say, like, you know what? I should Russians. Every single Russian I know should be burnt to a crisp in a field. And people would be like, you know what? That makes sense because, like, you know, their government is doing bad right now. So that's like a totally fine. Well, also, like, you have to consider like my mental health, right? Like maybe me threatening to, you know, commit, you know, mass genocide on Russia uh, helps me cope. <laughs> lots, lots of that lots of people saying this is my coping mechanism online yeah. it's like oh okay Dean, there was yeah. for when a like rural canada fella. is nuked certain mustachioed fellow who would agree with your sentiment that's all i'm saying so do we want to talk about perhaps the response now from people online uh to this war versus any war in the middle east ever to happen uh yeah that's easy so every war in the middle east that has ever happened <laughs> boring <laughs> lame not going to talk yeah. about it uh ukraine many 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 clips of people saying we are watching blonde haired blue-eyed people <laughs> dying oh my god this is not this is not iraq or iran this is a european city where we're seeing wars waging. Uh, really awesome stuff. Uh, every time I see one of those, I type an unrelated message, and it's three letters, and it's a simple one, but it helps me cope. Uh, it's the word gun, and it's unrelated <laughs> to all that. But I do type it, and it does make me feel better. Yeah, I think, like, definitely, of course, there is a major racial element to this. But I think another thing to consider is like U.S. military, U.S. intelligence in general, their whole strategy for maintaining, like, you know, the low-level chaos and, dro like, constant drone strikes in the Middle East is making sure that no one really gives a shit about it, you know, and that the media doesn't really hyper-fixate on it or uh, really report on it at all. Like, mm. I'm sh like, of course you can, but, like, you know, it's not going to be like eight o'clock news like, oh, we bombed Somalia again. Why are we doing that? Uh, who knows? But, uh, you know, it's just like this background radiation that like no one really pays attention to because they're not told to. But what in this conflict, 
which only serves to enrich U.S. defense contractors, strengthen NATO, all of these things that the military really wants to do, then it's going to get shown all the time. Yeah, I guess because like people, I don't know, maybe just because like people are so like hungry for this war to happen and really do see a good guy, bad guy. The U.S. is like, oh, okay, actually, it's fine. Like chat about this. Yeah, a, a good ba- guy, yeah. bad guy where <laughs> you, you know, you can sanely read it as the bad guy not being the U.S., which is not true for any mm-hmm. other war that has happened in however many goddamn years. That said, like NATO expansionism and just generally how Russia was, the USSR, I should say, was cut into pieces and sold for scrap by Western financiers, uh, you know, has directly led to this and not acknowledging finances and like the U.S. uh, economy's hand in this is disingenuous. It it seems Mm. wild that I'm not... (sighs) It's so hard to talk about this because what I want to say is that NATO has a huge hand in any of this and any civilian casualties should be blood on NATO's hands. But I know how that's going to be taken as, well, you can't ignore what Russia has done to to provoke this reaction or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, but like NATO has done this 80 different times, right? And and Russia has sure? done this too, but like it's something. like... NATO would do? No, it all becomes so difficult. I've seen, I my mind exploded when I sent you guys someone's Twitter bio that said they're an anarcho-NATOist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe. I, I don't want to believe. Why does this have people defending NATO? Like, how does that, is that just the propagation machine at work? Like a propaganda machine at work? Is that... Something that has been instilled in these people and it just took one instant for them to fucking flip the script immediately. I I think it's important to remember that, you know, as as much as like we've been laughing about uh, or at least very concerned about, you know, the way people are reacting to this online, that the people online who post about politics are just like us in that their brains are fucking diseased beyond belief. <laughs> and, you know, like your your yeah. average guy, you know, does not give a shit about NATO and does not think about NATO whatsoever. But the, I don't know. Uh, the brain dead? Yeah, the, 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 weird, the, the, the brain dead, the, the anarcho-NATOist online. If, if they're into sexualizing a Ukrainian politician, then go with God, I say. it's it hurts man do we want to take a brief uh detour to i don't know how effectively we could do this to sort of uh psychosexually analyze the wine mom brain online who i like other people on twitter were pointing this out how people just can't seem to not sexualize white older male Politicians like during Cuomo a crisis. and Trudeau, Cuomo, Fauci. even Fauci. Uh, yeah, I think the, ugly the, honestly, the forerunner for this is Beto. It was Beto mm. came before all of them as like, like I mean, the ska this has been band, going on skateboarding long before Beto, but he was like the most recent one. Yeah. This kind yeah. actually that was the watershed moment. Sorry, sure, but be, the the real proto, you know, I am in love with uh, six psycho is um, the people that 
wanted to make love to Jack the Ripper and uh, Ted Bundy <laughs> and stuff like that. that I yeah, would say I, that's I'm more. Talking about like, but I'm but like specifically wise, politicians. Like yeah, we're yeah. talking about six like psychos Pierre who like Trudeau, killing people. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all dude. We're all talking about the same thing. It's six psychos <laughs> that love to put women down. Yeah, it all, all started right, with these right. like mass murderers, right? Right, like Jack the Ripper yeah. and yeah, okay, the okay, Zodiac I can killer. See. I just, I just like what? Can you Charles explain Manson? to me? Famous heartthrob wearing a mask, <laughs> the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> okay. I think just, I think that parents should not be allowed to be on the internet. I feel like once you have a child, gotcha. first child safety. Don't post a hundred billion pictures of your child a day, maybe. But second, your brain, you know, you're just too busy and stressed being a parent that your takes are automatically going to be bad. Um, so then they just turn into like, honestly. Like middle-aged parents that are on Twitter all day, I'm like, something must be wrong with you. And it turns out, True. yes, there is. And it's them like wanting to have sex with like everybody all the time. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're sexually frustrated. Okay, so but, like, please chill. I see. Because like, yeah, it really, it really never is the the young cocaine crowd on Twitter. It, it's never like the the, no. the cool young kid. No, because they're having it, sex. I think. It's I think this is just no. <laughs> Actually, Megan, based on studies, they're not having any sex. But the thing is, is that they just don't care. But I think I older, so. they're all older, asexual. Get, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all on too many antidepressants. Yeah, whereas like <laughs> the older like house mom, like the box wine zanny mom, is uh. You know, she she grew up her whole life thinking that sex was the thing to do. So therefore, it becomes like an obsessive thing. Yeah, you know that pussy feels like, uh, you know, the, the cup you put on your arm to take your blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I've always yeah. wanted to get right in there. And I, I can respect that. Like, honestly, I, I bet some of those ladies do fuck like crazy. But yeah, I, think I, I don't know. I feel is, like, no, I like all of these people, at least in my head are also sort of Hermione Granger-esque, goody two-shoes, like really, really into school. Like Knob that's, slobber like 7,000. It, it's sort of like a performative, actually, the the class president is actually really sexy. On the first date, they and bust like, out the yeah, grapefruit. The, like the idea... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, man. Dean. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that again. <laughs> Such a great video. Yeah, no, I I agree though. It's like the is it the sexual repression of that age group that makes it so that they see these people? But then also, why is it only white dudes? Like, well, I, you know, and I like seals. Well, it's just okay. also like insane people get a lot of traction on Twitter because people find them insane and funny. So like maybe our group of people who really do want to have sex with all these politicians is not as large as we think it is. It's just that they're amplified. The who best knows? thing the best thing I is these know. people go, oh, man, I would love to have sex with someone like Obama. And then they get disgusted by the fact that there's like women out there who love the the Columbine shooters and it's like, dude, they have like <laughs> Obama's got a bigger kill count, my guy. Yeah. Both figuratively and literally. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's why don't they do it with like the Taliban or something? Oh, I bet people do that. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's no shortage of like, yeah, insane uh zoomers. But also like, why does uh... it get regular media attention as if it's okay? 
I don't think it does. I think this is just no. Twitter, and we're just like on Twitter a lot. Yeah, but like, I, I, I remember see a Trudeau, news reporter though? being like, "People are wanting to have sex with." Well, maybe they are. Actually, I don't watch cable like, news. Was a thing. Like they made merch yeah. for that shit, dude. But well, I mean, like, okay, that's but that's true. not a that's not a mainstream thing. That's Randy Rainbow, who yeah. uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say is not allowed to use the F slur, even though he is gay, because the irreparable damage he's done to the community by wanting to suck some uh, stupid wops cock. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, like okay, so. But okay, they did it with Trudeau though. Literal mainstream media would talk about sure. Trudeau's hair. Yes. Right. So like that's got to be a thing. Like that's isn't that weird? That's got to be weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. I don't why, know. Why did they do it? When you elect like a fairly young leader, it's like, well, great. We can everybody can want to have sex with this guy. That's awesome. But it's like the second you get old, no, nope, it's gross. Um, I want to be on CBC and I want to look at Rosemary Barton and be like, whoa, you see the bulge on this guy? (laughs) Yeah, they should let they should just let her get like two or three glasses of wine deep and just become like a really horny lady. That would be so. (laughs) And then then any conservatives walk out and she's like fucking disgusting. Fucking she's like Amy Schumer. (laughs) Love you, Rosemary. So I was getting my pussy plucked the other day, and I was thinking Don't we should get that. we should get Rosemary on the show. Oh my god! We just had her on the show. She just talked a second ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, then uh, the logical conclusion of this conversation is Megan. Who's your top ten hottest politicians? Oh, oh god, I'm not 10? doing this, Megan. The heck? Okay, give me top three. I'm trying then. to think of. I'm gonna try and think of one. Number like, one, but Osama bin Laden. Also, Oh, stop it. I don't know. Like, there's, like, you know, people that are actually attractive and then people that, like, I like as a politician. And there's not very much overlap. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> like, okay, to be honest, like, I don't like Beto O'Rourke, but he's obviously hot. Like, <laughs> You say obviously. Like I don't even know what this dude looks see that like. He's attractive. Well, he's handsome. But All I right. feel like his politics are quite lame, but. No, oh, I think wait, no. Beto, I love his politics. He's running for governor of Texas, oh, saying that guy. he wants to take everyone's guns. Is this guy I the kickflip guy? Genius. Yeah, yeah, he's like uh, a skateboarder. Okay. I don't know. Like politicians should just have to be funny looking. Um, I think that should maybe be a law. <laughs> if <laughs> yeah, you're over a certain should... attractiveness level, they shouldn't let you run. I yeah I like I think like at least like if you become a politician and you like you you join that cast like you should I don't know like have your hand dipped in acid or something like have some sort of visible symbol so that we know that you are a politician and can treat you accordingly. I, I like think yeah Mitch fair. McConnell is like the ideal politician face yes, I think. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have to get plastic surgery to look like him. Mitch McConnell yeah, looks like a million have- Mitch McConnell clones. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, if you want to have your hand on the levers of power, you have to look like an ancient turtle. I was gonna say <laughs> he he looks like uh, the frog that hangs out by the pond in that wears like the tweed coat in the old <laughs> books. <laughs> you mean the wind in the willows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he looks like. I don't know. Yeah, everyone everyone should do that. Now I'm looking at Beto O'Rourke and uh, Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke. How the fuck do you say this guy's name? I don't name? know. Who knows? O'Rourke. He's he's wearing a dress. Like the Pokemon gym photo. Apparently he was in a punk band. Cool. Uh, he's kind of cute. Yeah, to return, I feel like to the topic we're talking about, there's like a 
ton of racism in this coverage in that like this war matters more than normal because the people in it are white, which is really rough. And that's also manifested. I don't know very much about this at all. So if any of you guys have researched this, like, please let me know. But I have seen a lot of just tweets about how like in the borders between Ukraine and other countries where people are trying to flee, they're like making migrants of color. They're not giving them the same yeah. access to flee Ukraine as they are mm, white mm -hmm. migrants. And the government literally like had to apologize for that or something like it's legit happening, which is so insane and shows like how much of this like racist coverage like it, it's like there's racism at like every level of this too. Like it's so upsetting. It's so sad. Yeah, I, I wonder how the the like apologia around, you know, all of this, you can't be critical of any of these countries during wartime feel about that coverage, you know, or do they just ignore mm. it? Like the people that are yeah, like, yeah, this is this is from the Globe and Mail, and it says Africans and Asians fleeing Ukraine, subject to racial discrimination by border guards. Video showing Africans being pushed back from trains and border crossings have gone viral on social media, causing an uproar and sparking statements of concern by African politicians and officials. Yes, yeah, so I saw footage from like CBC of like train stations where uh, I believe it was Nigerian Ukrainians were just like left, like the train just left without them. <laughs> So they were just standing there being like, well, what the fuck do I do now? African refugees were in Ukraine, right? And it seems like as soon as they tried to disembark to the border during all of this, they were literally told at the border, no blacks. Um, Great. Like that's what was told to all of them. And then they were ejected from the vehicle by military. Also, like, okay, first of all, being so scary, just like being Ukrainian at all. But imagine like being a migrant fleeing another conflict and then you go to a country and you have to flee again. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Worst thing of all time. Yeah. Oh, what is it? 24 Jamaican students who yesterday arrived in Lviv from Kharkiv by train are now being forced to walk 20 kilometers to Poland. Christ. Having to walk to Poland of all places, too. <laughs> yeah, that's just catching L after L. Apparently what they're doing is what they're saying in Poland and other bordering countries is um we're just prioritizing Ukrainians right now. Yeah. Great. Mm. Yeah, okay. Awesome. That's nice. Let's yeah. also let's not get it twisted. This would have one hundred percent happen here in Canada if we were oh, in a similar yeah. position. Easily. Like easily. <laughs> so as much as I like to take a pop at the ukraine for many reasons it's like yeah this one probably would happen here would definitely yeah would 100 percent definitely happen here the united states and probably most like western nations because they are insanely racist yeah like i'm not trying to even like take like i'm not trying to like take a pop at the ukraine at all like they're going through a crisis and i feel like all the stuff that we're seeing is exactly what would happen here like just like the racism at like every level like obviously like nazis in the military like the coverage would be the same like it's I, and like i guess that's why everyone's in the west is like freaking out so much is because they do see this as happening themselves but it's just like obviously quite upsetting that people can't extend human empathy and compassion towards like middle eastern countries when this happens to them but yeah, yeah i don't know i feel like we are guilty of all the same sins and Obviously, they don't deserve to, like, have this be happening to them. But I have another quote that says uh, Nigerian politician Femi Fan Keode said Poland and other European nations that border the Ukraine are allowing fleeing Ukrainians, Indians, Arabs and other nationals to cross their border and take refugee in the country. 
The only people they are barring are black Africans. And right now there are hundreds of African students stranded at the Polish border. Worst of all is the fact that Ukrainians themselves are not allowing Africans to board the free trains that they have provided for Ukrainians and other nationals to leave Ukraine and flee to Europe. And there's a huge Twitter thread of pretty much like train conductors yelling whites only, please, or whites first, please. Oh, um, oh my God. Like how? Like how is this happening? I Well, racism, obviously, but like what the... I like did not think that anything like that, like that explicit, would happen. I guess that's just me being naive. But well, yeah, exactly. It's really sad. Yeah, Ugh. it's it's messed up. And then you get these reporters that also fantasize the idea of white Europe by talking about, you know, it's crazy seeing a blonde hair, blue eyed war and stuff like that in this day and age. A civilized European country. It's not like war torn Iraq. Those are direct quotes, by the way. It's it's um. Not only is our people projecting that onto the country, but the country is also trying to make that utopian white sanctuary a reality by keeping out anyone who do, they don't deem to be essentially Ukrainian enough, right? Or not worth it to them. It's 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 so difficult to witness. Like, it hurts. And then, like I said, people turn around and act like any of these things is just you perpetuating Russian propaganda. Mm. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's the hardest part because it's like, you can't even be critical of the thing as a whole, which includes every fucking acting party, right? Especially every state involved in this without being confronted by the fact that like, Oh, like Jesse said earlier, Oh, you must be a Russian bot. And it's like, did you not see me crit be critical of them? Not that long ago. <laughs> These mm. people also fucking suck, man. All of these people suck. This whole thing. All of these institutions. They're not here yeah. for people. They're here to perpetuate the status quo. They're here for to get end political goals that they set out for themselves. This is not for the safety of people on any side. This is not yeah. to protect civilians at all. No, totally. And my my closing thought for this, at least for my money would be to provide a, a correct opinion for our listeners. <laughs> Please. I know you've, for the last couple of weeks you've been lost what what do i say about ukraine what do i do please please tell me what to think and believe don't worry dear listener i have you covered i would say what next time you're picking a fight in your discord server uh before you go back to kitten is <laughs> that this war is useless and terrible it's going to cost thousands of innocent lives on both sides the only people that should be happy that this is happening at all are just the worst fucking scumbags on the planet. Weapons manufacturers, defense department ghouls, NATO cheerleaders, oil profiteers, because I know people in Alberta have been losing their goddamn fucking oh, minds God, I about opening about up the sands that. big time now that we're not going to be getting Russian oil. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my god, I saw yeah, so much no. about how this means we have to start doing more fracking, which is like, oh my yeah. god. But, yeah. Literally, people fracking. take this to make it whatever the fuck they want to make it's, it. And again, the only people who have any material benefit from this are already the people that we've been screaming about for the last however long we've done this goddamn show. So, it's not good. There's no winners. Innocent working class people die. The rich who have gotten richer killing people and poisoning this planet will get richer still. There's not going to be 
any like beautiful Ukrainian uh, revolution or like uh, in state of independence. And if there is, it's nothing that was worth fighting for. Yeah. Yeah, this this. Yeah, exactly. I, I 100 percent agree. And uh, I, I wish that those were the only hot takes that my that I came across <laughs> was my, that this is good for nobody. My closing thought here is also something I've seen is a lot of people in and this is from like news articles I've read um, and like listening to Democracy Now are con- basically wondering if this is actually going to be the end of like Putin's regime just because so much of like the middle and upper class Russians are going to turn like hopefully turn against him because of all the sanctions. Um, so obviously like they're going to be pissed at the West for like doing the sanctions, but like this aggression against Ukraine seems really unnecessary. And um, a lot of children of Russia's elite are like very upset about it. It also means that they can't travel to the West and they can't like buy Western products or anything like that. So they're going to be like quite upset about it. And it also like costs a lot of money and so many Russians are protesting against it and their economy is like now destroyed that it might mean some sort of regime change in the future, but also literally anything could happen. And I feel like everyone's predictions are coming wrong all the time. So who knows, but Jesse, do you have anything to say to the people in the world? Uh, I think you guys mostly covered it. I just want to once again reiterate that the Azov Battalion prepping to fight Chechen soldiers uh, rubbed bullets in pig fat, which is a Tom Clancy level of thing to do. Not just like characters in his books, but Tom Clancy very famously would rub everything in pig fat. And that's why he died at 13 years old. And he weighed 937 pounds and he wrote 200 books about guns uh, fingering themselves. So that's my closing thought uh, is that if you do anything Tom Clancy would do, you're evil. So as a battalion, I, I pray you are wiped from the face of the earth and then the war ends and no one else is hurt. That would be wonderful. That's my my great I dream. Know. I would put my name on a video game franchise. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I would sponsor Spec Ops. Yeah, <laughs> Dean's Discord Simulator. Okay, all right. Uh, Play the ages twelve and under. <laughs> Thank you oh, no. for listening. We will see you next week. Bye bye.